Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter who's never once been burned because I've never drafted a Mike Shanahan running back. (laughs) Perfect segue into our topic today, our don't touch list of 2020. If you didn't catch our last episode, we went over our fundamental draft strategies going into the 2020 draft. But before we get started on this topic, please, if you're listening on YouTube and you have not yet hit that subscribe button, please go ahead and do so so you can get all of our updates. Additionally, on Twitter, on Instagram, we are at FCK Podcast. And go to fckpodcast.com so that you can get a copy of our draft cheat sheet and use it as your big board when you're going into your fantasy drafts. Anthony, our don't touch list for this year. These are our players that we will not be drafting unless we get some ridiculous value on. There are a couple things that we did when we created this list. The first thing we did is we said, unless it's a quarterback or tight end, This has to be a player that is in the ADP top 75. For those that don't know what ADP is, it is average draft position, consensus across all ESPN drafts. So if somebody's ADP is 50, it means that that is the average of all ESPN drafts. The second thing is we did not choose any tight ends over 100 ADP. And quarterbacks, we did allow it to be uh, over 180p as long as they are going on every draft. Anthony, hit him with your first do not touch player for 2020. This first one is going to sound a little weird, but I got Derrick Henry. Ooh, okay. Yeah. His ADP right now in ESPN is 7.9. Now, I've listed my worries about him a couple of times over the course of our show before in previous episodes. I'll briefly sum that up. I'm worried that Titans and and Henry could be a little bit of a one-hit wonder. I think Tannehill might not be good enough to take pressure out of the box for Henry. I don't hate Henry. But in the top eight, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I, I might be more inclined to take a receiver, Julio Jones or a DeAndre Hopkins or maybe Michael Thomas falls to that spot. And then in the second and the third rounds, I can hit back and I could get me an Aaron Jones, his ADP is 18.1. Drake is 18.7. Eckler, 22.6. Josh Jacobs, 21. Chubb, 16.4. Mixon, 25.4. Those could be guys I could build a solid three around. I just don't really feel comfortable with Henry at eight. Yeah, look, I'm taking Henry at eight. I think you make some fair points. The one point you didn't make that I'll, I'll throw your way, and I've made this point before on this show, is uh, Jack Conklin is gone, and he was a big part of that offensive line. My first guy on my don't touch list this year is Miles Sanders. 
Good man. Now, look, Miles Sanders is a good athlete. He's elusive. He's got good bursts through the hole. But I always go back to the film, right? And what I saw was a bit of an immature running back. At Penn State, he only had one season. And last year, he was giving away a lot of carries to uh, Jordan Howard and company. We saw some great things, but what I really saw was he, he missed a lot of holes. His vision was a little bit weak. And do I, is he on my do not touch list because I think he's going to be bad? No, I think he's in a great situation, right? Where Boston Scott is the only other player right there. They might sign Devontae Freeman to take away some carries. But, but my argument here is purely on the basis of his ADP is 15th, meaning he's going at the beginning of the second round. And I just can't justify a second-year player who didn't show me a ton that he's all-world in his first year in the NFL. I could buy that he's going to be good, but I'm not taking him at a second an early second-round value. You know, Paul, I love that pick of yours there or your non-pick there, however you want to put it. And another good point you make, I got to tell you, buddy, I think Devontae Freeman is a better running back than Sanders. Ooh, that's a, that's a hot take, buddy. The last point I'll make on that is just that Peterson loves timeshares. So I, I think, you know, maybe you see Corey Clement, maybe you see Evander Holyfield's son get some carries too. Look, again, I think Miles Sanders is the lead back. I'm just not taking him in the first or second round where he's going. My second guy on my do not touch list for 2020 is T.Y. Hilton. His ADP is 66, which means he's going mid-sixth round, which seems like an incredibly reasonable value for T.Y. Hilton, who's been a second or third round pick the last five or six seasons. But it's not a matter of T.Y. Hilton's talent. He's a tremendous downfield route runner with excellent big big play capabilities. But with Phillip Rivers throwing to him, I'm almost less excited with Rivers throwing than I was with Jacoby Brissett. Rivers' sling motion takes like two full seconds for him to release the ball. And I don't think Hilton's going to have time to make it all the way downfield, even though that offensive line is so good. And I don't think Rivers can reach him. You know, I was in a draft two days ago where T.Y. Hilton was there in the sixth round, and I frankly needed a third wide receiver. I just couldn't get myself to take him. So that's when I knew he belongs on my do-not-touch list. I've always been a, a giant fan of T.Y. Hilton. and Likewise. You have been really really adamant about the decline of Philip Rivers. Now, I absolutely trust you on Rivers because you're a West Coast guy and you like to, you love to watch those West Coast games. We'll go into my number two now, and I'm going to be typical contrarian LaFrary, and I'm going to say Pat Mahomes. <laughs> 15.6 is his ADP at the moment. Now, if you're in a 10-team league, that's the middle of the second round. If it's a 12-team league, 
that's early second round. I, I can't take a quarterback that high. I mean, that's basically my argument. I just can't justify in a one-quarterback league taking a quarterback in the early to mid-second round. I'd rather have a second running back or a receiver or a second receiver. Paul, I would rather take two wide receivers than take a quarterback in the second round in a one-quarterback league. I just can't do it. It's a fair point. Look, I have trouble justifying taking quarterbacks too early. I do happen to think that Lamar Jackson and Mahomes are two of the exceptions to the rule. But at an ADP of 15, I frankly agree with you that I, he's a do not touch in the second round. But if Mahomes gets, if Mahomes gets to the fourth, I'm, I'm looking at him. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, again, in doubling back to our previous episode, the, the mock draft I had done, I took Lamar in the fourth. So moving on to my number three guy. I got Amari Cooper. Wait, wait, you? I've got Amari Cooper. His ADP- okay, I'm, I'm floored right now. I, again, for everybody that doesn't know, we never discuss our picks before these episodes. Anthony is the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan I know. Go ahead. <laughs> now, his ADP is 32.6. So this is whichever way. reasonable to me, no? Well, it's early third round. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think, number one, this is a case of a player being better at real life than fantasy football, number one. And this is the most important thing. This is what my whole case is based around. There is too much competition for balls in Dallas right now. You've got Amari Cooper. You've got Michael Gallup, who is a returning 1,000-yard receiver. You've got C.D. Lamb, who could be the best receiver in the draft. He's having an awesome training camp in Dallas right now. I really, really like C.D. Lamb. You've got Blake Jarwin, who's more of a vertical down-the-field threat than Jason Winton used to be. And I'm hoping that they get Ezekiel Elliott a bit more involved in the passing game this year than they did last year. He's got magnificent hands. There's just too many balls to go around. I worry a third-round pick, is he going to get his? Will he get to 1,000 yards? Probably. I don't know about the touchdowns, and I don't know how much more over 1,000 yards he's going to get to. Too many guys got to eat. Yeah, for you to pick a, put a cowboy on your do not touch list, that really takes a lot from you yeah. <laughs> to be that unbiased. So I, I have a lot of respect for you doing that. And frankly, with you doing that, I'm probably going to strongly consider not drafting Amari Cooper where I, where I have him because I think I actually have him ranked higher than you are on our big board. Yeah, I'd rather, just to, to finish off, I would rather draft Lamb or especially Gallup is really getting, I don't know his ADP off the top of my head, but he's really getting slept on right now. I mean, guys, he's a, he's a returning 1,000-yard receiver. 
and you could get him in the mid to late rounds. I would much rather do that. Better yeah, I think I don't have him in front of me, but I think Gallup is about a hundred. So he's probably going eighth, ninth round right now. It's a good point, Anthony. Yeah, I'd rather do that. My third guy on my do not touch list is Austin Hooper. I think I said it a couple episodes ago. Look, I, I watched the film on Austin Hooper. He's now in Cleveland, but in Atlanta, he was the ultimate, the ultimate check down target. They used him when everyone else was covered and they used him in garbage time. So in that Rams game, he had like six catches for a hundred yards in the final, like five minutes or something like that. I am not a believer in Austin Hooper. Does he suck? No, he's okay. But in that offense, there's a lot to go around, and I just don't see any world in which Austin Hooper gets another 60-plus catches next year. Yeah, I, I like that too. Austin Hooper is definitely getting a downgraded quarterback. That's also worth mentioning. Buster Mayfield, as I like to call him, is no Matt Ryan. Yeah, look, he's go- and he's going in the eighth round. I think there are much better players you can pick that are going in the ninth and tenth if you're waiting for a tight end, namely Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson, and Tyler Higby. 100%. My fourth guy on my do-not-touch list, this will probably be pretty controversial because he had a great rookie season, and that's DJ Chark, right? Oh! <laughs> Let me explain why. So first of all, his ADP is 59, which is the end of the fifth round. (laughs) That's high. And I just can't stand his inconsistency, right? 50% of his games, he was the wide receiver 36 or worse, right? So if somebody's a, even if you're in a three wide receiver league, if somebody's worse than the 36th wide receiver for a given week. He doesn't warrant a start. So I don't want a player that half the, who I'm going to have to take in the fifth round will probably be my wide receiver too. I don't want to take a player that doesn't even warrant starting. He's going to bust in half the weeks. The second reason DJ Chark is on my bust list it's because Gardner Minshew is just running around trying to be Brett Favre with half the arm strength. And he just, you know, he'll, he'll throw a lot of chuck it ups to DJ Chark and DJ Chark's ball skills are fantastic. He's an inconsistent route runner, but when he runs good routes, he, he, he does well. And he does well with Gardner Minshew's call it playmaking ability, which I just see as, Oh, I don't feel like going through my progression. So let me just scatter myself and throw it up to DJ Chark. And that's why, frankly, you see DJ Chark have boomer bust games. So he's on my do not touch list. I don't want to deal with that week-to-week inconsistency. Well, Paul, thank you for mentioning Gardner Minshew because I actually had put together a bonus for this episode. (laughs) I just wanted to take an opportunity to rant about Gardner Minshew. Paul, did you know that his eight, he actually has an ADP. <laughs> yeah, so, so there are humans on this earth that are actually drafting him. Paul, he's rostered in 9.2% of leagues in ESPN. 
I want to be a part of those 9.2% leagues. <laughs> you know what I like about Gardner Minshew? His Val Kilmer Doc Holliday mustache from Tombstone. <laughs> That's it. He serves absolutely no purpose in fantasy football. He should not be drafted. He should not be rostered. I don't even really see the purpose of Gardner Minshew in real-life football. To me, his only purpose is to keep a locker and a roster spot ready for Trevor Lawrence next year. (laughs) Oh, man. Appreciate that bonus, Anthony. (laughs) Let's move on to my number four guy. This is going to be really quick because I took up a lot of time with Gardner Minshew. I got A.J. Brown at 47.2. I like that one. He warranted consideration. Go ahead. This, I'm going to make this really short and really sweet. I don't trust Tannehill. I don't trust Tennessee. I just don't see the point. Let someone else make that mistake, not me. Look, A.J. Brown's pretty talented. They had that whole thing with D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown, the most jacked wide receiver class of all time. And A.J. Brown's pretty talented. He's got tremendous big playability. He's actually a very good route runner. He's almost impossible to cover because he's so strong and physical. But the Tannehill thing is enough for me to not consider him. So yeah. I, like, I like the A.J. Brown pick. He's going way too early. Yeah. So let's take it home while I've, I'm on the subject of quarterbacks I hate. <laughs> I may as well end it with the quarterback I hate the most, at least in real life. You didn't That's, put him on it, did you? I did. I did. Just for no other reason, I get to take more shots at him. Aaron Rodgers, his ADP – is 107.3. Now, that's late 10th round. That's, you know, people say, Aaron Rodgers, that late. Guys, he's in decline. He's leaving throws on the field. He's lost his nerve. He's Robert Vaughn in The Magnificent Seven, if you've ever seen that movie. Matt LaFleur doesn't like him. The franchise is clearly moving away from Aaron Rodgers, and I could see him pouting and being, okay, whatever, and just, like, be nonchalant through the whole year and just play his way out of town. Hell hath no fury like an Aaron Rodgers scorned. There's no person in the NFL besides maybe Tom Brady that when they have a vendetta against someone, they just push all their focus to it. And they hold on for dear life. And when the Packers drafted Jordan Love, I think that's what you're going to see out of Aaron Rodgers. You're calling it a bounce back year. He had 26 touchdown passes with only four picks, another 4,000 yard season. He's still incredibly efficient. I don't usually like to disagree with you on our show, but because I have Aaron Rodgers ranked as a top seven quarterback this year, I have to make that statement against you. Yeah, I, I know you're an Aaron Rodgers guy. I just I just have a vendetta against him. So if you guys want to be like, oh, that's LaFrary being LaFrary, I understand. But you're not touching Colin Cowherd is – and Colin <laughs> Cowherd's been on him for a long time, but he's the one that really turned me on to 
he's leaving big throws on the field because he's afraid to throw interceptions. You mentioned the four interceptions. 26 touchdowns does not sound like Aaron Rodgers. To me, it sounds like he doesn't want to make mistakes because he wants to keep his quarterback rating high. Bring it home. My number five guy is Jared Cook. Jared Cook is ranked. So first of all, his ADP is in the eighth round at uh, pick 87. Uh, Last year, he only caught 43 passes. I know everybody loves to draft a Drew Brees tight end. He only caught 43 passes, and nine of them were touchdowns. That ratio is ridiculous. That will not repeat itself next year. Taysom Hill, we saw they worked him in more and more and more and more as the year progressed. Paul, I agree with you. I've been burned by Cook way too many times. You see the size, you see the raw tools, you go, how can this guy not miss? He never sticks anywhere. I don't trust him. So he's definitely on my don't touch list too. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Check us out again at FCK Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have not already done so, www.fckpodcast.com. Go use our cheat sheet. Check it out for your drafts. We've had a couple dozen people use it. They've said it's very, very helpful as they're organizing uh, their picks and tracking everybody else's throughout the draft. Don't forget smash that subscribe button on both YouTube and Apple podcasts. However, you're listening to us. We love our return listeners. Thanks so much, everyone.